You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what is up? It's been forever. This is Alex. And it's Frank. And we are filmmakers. And we are actually drinking bourbon this time. A very special bourbon that just so happens to be right across the river. What is this bourbon? But before that, cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Good to see you, man. You too. This is New Riff Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey from Covington, Kentucky. Covington, right across the river. Right across the river. It's about the closest bourbon I know that's being Cincinnatian, you know? Yeah. So they just uh, they just released it. Today is, I'm going to date this. It's okay. August 3rd right now. It is. When we're recording. Um, but they released it on August 1st. They had a big tasting that I missed. Uh, so we're two days late to the party. Let's try it. Better late than never. Yeah. Tastes like bourbon. Tastes like good bourbon. <laughs> it actually is very smooth. So it's 100 proof. Um, Damn. But I wouldn't say that it, it has that feeling. Definitely not. It doesn't burn. It's not alcoholy. You know, it's just like caramel goodness. It's just a real nice sipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No, I, I'm a big fan already. So, and it's decently priced too. And this is their bourbon? This is their bourbon. Uh, they opened, what, four years ago, four and a half years ago, and they just started uh, releasing. So what'd they do for those four and a half years? Oh, probably panicked, sweat bullets, uh, you know, stayed up late at night wondering if and when they'd be profitable. So they didn't sell anything else? I don't believe so, no. I don't think they, they sold anybody else's uh, product. Yeah, it's just a nuts uh, return and investment strategy. You know? Sure. Well, I think they also have like a gin and, a, and vodka and other spirits. So those take way longer to produce or way less long, less longer, less, not long. Less longish. Less longish. Yeah. They take way less longish to produce. <laughs> they Do they have a whiskey time. too? I mean, this is a whiskey. It's a bourbon though. It's a bourbon whiskey. But whiskey, you can age less. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they do. Uh, this is, you know, what they're trying to be known for. So that's what I bought. And it's good. It is super good. Highly recommend it. Oh my God, dude. What's been up? I, people don't know it because we had like a stable of released episodes, but we haven't seen each other for a while. We haven't seen each other since probably end of February. That's crazy. Maybe March. That long? When did you When did you leave? I got down to Atlanta on March 19th. Okay. So we were a little bit into March. Yeah. Yeah. We met up, what, like a week before I left? Two yep. weeks? Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It's... It's been such a long time, but also has gone by so fast at the same time. Totally. I totally agree. In the moment, like down when I was down South, it felt long. Yeah. It felt long. But now looking back and I'm like, oh, wow, that happened. We're done. We're back at it again. It's a crazy feeling. Right. What did you do down South? Um, I was the second unit director of photography for a movie called Boss Level. Boss Level. Boss Level. Like a video game movie uh it's got that reference so the whole idea is uh, uh I, i'm not giving too much away it's been, you, what you can read on imdb a special forces ex-special forces dude is trapped in a time loop as he tries to solve a murder mystery uh kind of deal and get his life back i'm a huge sucker for time travel yeah so stories. the way i would kind of describe it 
is uh, Groundhog Day mixed with Die Hard. Hmm. With a little bit of like uh, Edge of Tomorrow, but not like the techie sci-fi stuff. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Really good. So I heard that there's a, uh, you know, just, just from the directors and producers that it's funny what's out there right now, what the, what they're cutting together. That's really funny. It's supposed to be funny? Yes. Supposed okay. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like Groundhog Day. Yeah. I, less funny than that. I mean, it's more adult humor and stuff, but. Um, it's like Deadpool. In between. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if Bill Murray starred in Deadpool. Um, so we had, uh, who do we have? Mel Gibson. Oh, wow. Naomi Watts. Okay. Starring Frank Grillo is our main character. Uh, Will Sasso from Mad TV. Nice. Um, oh, God. I mean, yeah, it was just a great cast. If it has Will Sasso in, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome to work with. I got to shoot a couple scenes with him and uh, Frank. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so unbelievable experience. I worked mainly with the stunt. Uh, stunt team, uh, flipping cars, blowing up buses, stuff like that. How'd that go? Really well. Yeah. I was, uh, super nervous. It was obviously a, a big step in the, the kind of first time to do that, that sort of a job, but I think it went really well. People seem happy with the footage. So <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. All we, that we had dailies, you know, delivered every morning and they could see what we were doing and yeah, people were happy. Yeah. So that's what matters. I remember you uh, going over some of the gear that you're using for the first day of shooting. It was pretty intense. Pretty sweet list. Right? <laughs> yeah, we had our first day. Well, pretty much for all of second unit, which was like 11 or 12 days, um, we had a pursuit arm, which is a like a Russian arm, a, a mm -hmm. Porsche Cayenne with a crane mounted on top. And on that, we had a stabilized head with uh, an Alexa XT and a... Uh, I forget what the zoom range was. It was like a 37 to 85 anamorphic zoom from Panavision. We had a camera bike, an electric camera bike with a Movi XL on it. Electric camera bike. Electric camera bike. Almost dead silent is perfect. And our drivers were great. Um, our Movi Tech was awesome. Our our uh, our pursuit driver was named Mike Majeski. It's like a, has won the Baja 500 like twice. <laughs> Just an amazing driver. And he knows our uh, main stunt driver really well. Uh, so they were able to coordinate. And, you know, I was able to work with them to get these cool dynamic shots. And everybody could still stay safe and at a safe distance, but get it as close to possible as possible. Uh, what else? We had a drone. We had an uh, Alta 8 that flew an Alexa Mini with spherical. Well, both spherical and anamorphic primes. So we had a, a set of Primos. Sphericals for for lighter stuff, and then a set of G series anamorphics, which is cool. And then most of it was shot on um, E series anamorphics from Panavision. So a little older and a little heavier, but for the look, drone, they look pretty. No, those were shot on G series, which are okay. lighter. Yeah, a little newer, but the same glass basically. Um, what else? Series, stop it, stop it, Siri. Um, what else do we have? So I had three manned cameras the entire time. Uh, the drone, well, I guess you can consider that a manned camera. So four cameras, four Lexas, and then two crash cams in steel casings, steel housings that we made. 
there that the grip department made on um, those were a7s2s that we like put in the way where we knew it was going to hit and you know get screwed up did it get screwed up i broke one yeah finally <laughs> we i tried so many times and uh you know the stunt would be inches off like, no nah, i wanted it to hit but the shot would turn out great near miss is always cool um but one i can't tell you what the shot was or or what the content was but it uh took a beating um and kind of jarred the electronics of it and didn't work after that that was it yeah the menu it. system was, so I, was they done. were they were able to reset it somehow and and screw around with it and it worked like a week later we used it on another shot but yeah it's pretty cool able to destroy a camera <laughs> mm. i've seen uh shane hurlbutt put put some stuff into like pelican cases yeah cut a hole in them but yeah yeah ours were foam lined steel boxes just because if we, if we were to put it in a pelican case it would get crushed like absolutely crushed so that's that's so cool yeah it was fun it was fun. So we wrapped that um, May 20th. I came back here, uh, did a couple commercial productions, um, had a few music video releases, but mainly just laid low, hung out with wifey. And uh, we're getting ready to start the next one uh, on Monday. So, Can you talk about that at all? The next one is called Point Blank. Um, it's a remake of a French film from 2010. Um, being produced by Frank Grillo and Joe Carnahan, who I worked with down in um, Atlanta, uh, directed by Joe Lynch, who um, his movies, his latest two movies, uh, Everly is on Netflix, you can check out, and Mayhem is on Shudder, the like horror streaming service. And Mayhem is unbelievable. I highly recommend you go watch that. I think I've heard some people talk about it. Yeah, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Asian guy he's the main character and it's like this oh it's a crazy story about a virus that removes all inhib- inhibition in this office building so if you're in love you're super in love if you hate something you really hate it and you want to kill it um, and nobody's held accountable for their actions while under influence of the virus hmm. and so he's uh, angry at his boss and I'll let you uh, imagine how it goes from there okay <laughs> Uh, great movie. Uh, he's seen, he's just a great dude. Like we, we've had a few meetings and, uh, you know, we had our camera test, uh, yesterday, uh, got to know him, the crew, the producers. It's going to be fun. Really fun. Sort of a, a drama or action movie. Action drama with brief moments of levity is how I would describe it. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be cool. We, we've got a good cast. Um, again, Frank Grillo's in it. Anthony Mackie from uh, Avengers uh, fame. And, yeah, I don't know if they've announced the rest of the cast, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on mentioning names. But Have they shot um, many action movies in Cincinnati? Yeah, they've shot a bunch. I mean, um, so Emmett Furla, who produced, uh, who did the last movie down in Atlanta, they've, they've done a few movies here, Marauders, uh, First Kill, both with Bruce Willis. Okay. Um, you know, they, they're blowing up cars and gunshots inside banks and all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. But this is, is a little bigger scale. This is a, a Netflix original. So going directly to Netflix. Um, I don't think they, they don't have a, a theater theatrical 
clause, right? Like Amazon. So Am- some Amazon movies that are Amazon originals can be shown in theaters. I don't think Netflix does that. I don't know if they're going to change that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a union, you know, tier three union film. So doing it for, doing it for real. That's cool. Yeah. I forgot to ask you about, um, the boss level or boss level. How did you like working in Atlanta? I loved it. I absolutely love it. I didn't love the traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like heat. I, I'm fine with heat and hot weather and sweaty sunshine. Like, that's cool. That's great. I hate winter. Um, but the best thing about working in Atlanta was the availability of crew and gear, like, at your fingertips. So for whatever reason, a piece of gear crapped out or you needed to fill a position – the world's your oyster. Like you've got everything right there. You, you've got Panavision based. You know they have a, a office there. So every production wants to shoot there. You've got how God knows how many sound stages. Yeah, I so, heard that they are now number one as far as production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. It was it was a blast. Everybody that we had locally there, like all the local crew, were stellar, fantastic. That you know you talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, yeah, I just got off. Venom or Ant-Man and the Wasp or just did Godzilla reshoots or, you know, oh, yeah, after this, I'm going to The Walking Dead. Did you have any – so you didn't have any crew shortage issues? No, not even close. Okay. We had resumes and people contacting us left and right saying, hey, I want to work on the movie. Okay. You know, I had so many emails in my inbox two weeks prior to starting principal photography saying, hey, I heard you're the second unit DP on boss level. If you need another AC and an operator or blah, 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 or whatever position they were, please contact me. I'm very interested. Huh. So. Yeah, I heard stories about a year ago that they were short. Like short they, people? Like they were definitely short people. And like well, had people so like, that weren't showing up and stuff. And We didn't see any of that. We went there. We were there in a really slow time for the city. Like we were the only big production going on. Boss level was, you know. 30, 40, 45 million, you know, big movie, big, really big movie. Um, so every, we were the big fish in the city. Everybody wanted a piece of it. Yeah. But we didn't have any shortages at all. Um, because again, because we're the only one. So how did that work with the union? You working down there? For, perfectly fine. Cause the inter, uh, local 600 is an international union. Uh, yeah. So if just... I were 209, which is a local, um, you know, like regional thing in Ohio, then there's an issue with you crossing state borders into gotcha. other jurisdiction. But since I'm 600, I can work anywhere in the United States. Okay. Yeah, without a hitch. I just have to contact the you know uh, the rep there and say, hey, I've been hired for this film and I'm coming down. I go, okay, cool, welcome, have fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, on on the next one on Point Blank, as we did with the public um, a couple years ago, we, you know we have to bring in a few positions from out of state. Um, just because it's it's a bigger film and we need more bodies. So, but there's yeah, there's no no issues with that. Was six hundred. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's been going on with you? Well, when uh, when we last uh, were recording, I was predicting kind of a a slow time ahead for a bit, but then it just got nuts. Really? And um, well, because you've been doing been, a few things. Though. Yeah, it's been nonstop since then. And nonstop production or work with the festival? Nonstop everything, like all things combined. Like I, I wish yeah. I wish in a way it was just all production stuff. <laughs> That'd be awesome. 
Um, but I, I have my hands in a bunch of different buckets, so I'm stuck nice. doing a bunch of everything instead of all of one thing. Cool. Is there any, uh, standout production or standout, uh, moment, something you're like, Oh, this was really cool. Um, not standout for sure. Like the, um, I worked on Ninja Warrior, um, Whoa. and I worked on, um, did like a corporate anniversary video, um, that they showed at their anniversary party. Um, worked on like this, uh, school educational video series. Yeah. Um, was that the one we were talking about with the A6500s and the, uh, no, no, oh, okay. different. different I did that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a different one. Um, and then I did a TV pilot for four days, uh, which is very long days. And I'd already been working <laughs> really long days ahead of that. So it was really rough. What was the, the genre and the kind of scope of the, of the pilot? It was, um, like modern family, like a, okay. Like a, a drama, I would say. But the same style, like the looser camera work and... Very loose. Like there was no script, actually. Oh, okay. Which Improv it, Central, yeah. Which made it fun. There was, uh, there were like 17 cast members, um, all in... It was, a, it was a dining room scene. Like it was a dinner scene. Yeah. And so there's this big dining room table and we had a bunch of people around that and then a couch in the background that had... Um, like eight, eight or so people back there. And so you'd see both in the shots too. And we had a tiny crew. And so it was just, it, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I can imagine trying to keep continuity between, oh, okay, we can restart. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to suggest before we shot, I was like, we have to shoot this in chronological order, even yeah. though it's going to take a lot longer to do because we don't have, we don't have a script. We don't have a script supervisor. Sure. With this many people who are just, it, we're going to have tons of mistakes. You'll get into don't. the edit and go, oh, no. Yeah. How do I fix this? Yeah. Let's show it's a comedy, basically. Drama? Dramedy? I'd say drama. Drama. Okay. Drama. A more serious? It's, it's definitely on the ser- more serious end. Cool. So what's the plan? The plan shoot this and then sh- uh, shop it around? Uh, that's our plan. Yeah. 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 I was the gaffer. Nice. On it. Very cool. So, have you done a lot of gaffing? I've done a lot of, a lot everything. of everything. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What um kind of gear were you working with on this? Um, I brought a van load of my stuff, um, yeah. and we, um, I set everything up so that there would be like because I knew we had, so we had two prep days and two shoot days, and we were shooting like a thirty to forty minute episode um, yeah. over that period of time with no really production schedule shot list anything going into it so wow. i knew it was going to be pretty hectic so i didn't want like we didn't want we wanted complete freedom to move around the table and everything uh-huh. so um no stands or anything i'd used um like a wall spreader and threw some lights up that uh on that for the table nice um, had uh rigged some smaller leds in the kitchen up to some existing fixtures uh, we had one. We did have one stand. We kept it out of frame, and that was a stand that had a bounce and um, a light combined in the one stand because I I love combining stuff into Simple. one stand. Yeah. So just so for you, some fill. Yeah. Yeah. Just for some fill, and also it makes it easy. Like if you do need to move it, you can just move one stand. Yeah. Around. That's great. What was the fixture on the stand? 
It was uh, Tota. Like, oh, Tota. Oh, yeah, cool. Tota into a bounce. Yeah, if you're bouncing it, it's fine. Yeah. It's great. Wouldn't want to go direct on that with a human face. No. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so two production days. Two production days, yeah. Or the days like 19 hours? Um, the last one was 20 hours. 20? Yeah. Wow. That takes some uh, stamina, endurance. Mm-hmm. It's fueled by Red Bull, I'm sure. <laughs> it was super rough. Wow. Are you guys, are you happy? Have you seen or talked to the producers, director, or DP about the end product? No. No? No. No word? Um, I've seen some still shot, like some screen grabs, but I think she's, um, I think she's doing some Photoshop work oh. to them. Got it. There's definitely some, oh, the words escaping, escaping me right now. The, um, vignetting, vignetting yeah. around the edges, which we didn't shoot it that way. Got it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, a stylistic choice. I've shot a few music videos, um, where the director, you know, will add a vignette or grain or stuff afterwards to augment, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just taste. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I've never done anything, um, like that, like a pilot or anything that's destined to try to be sold to TV or network or a web series or, you know, any, anything longer than a feature film basically. So yeah. Well, it was nice. just one episode. Yeah, yeah. But with the idea to extend it, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that could be cool. You have yeah. to keep us updated and see, you know, where that goes. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, kind of it's it's totally out of my hands at this point. I would just well, totally. showed up and worked and yeah. and left. That's nice yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you have less responsibility and less uh less to look after. Ninja Warrior was pretty What'd you do on Pretty that? Pretty nuts. Um, I was just a PA on that one. Okay. Because uh, they're a union shoot and I'm not in the union yet. Yep. So it was just, it was nuts because that's a 24 hour set. So you have two shifts mm-hmm. working it. And when you have two shifts of PAs who generally you don't have the same PAs moving city to city, there's no communication between the different um, shifts. Yeah. And so just everything goes to shit by the time you return and sure. like we had uh You're losing walkies and all sorts of yeah like we had we had three um pop-ups that we you know tied together and had like we called it the tool shed we just had a bunch of just all kind just anything it became like the the garbage dump for set yeah and like just bin stacked and like you know i i organized that thing and you know 12 hours later it's completely a mess again because I'm not sticking around no. the tool shed no. 24 hours to manage you're dealing it. with human beings, Frank. <laughs> human beings are messy people, messy things. And then it's just, you know, for for better or worse, like they're, you know, PAs are pretty expendable. and um, Yeah, I've got five it, of them. Yeah. <laughs> on constant rotation. And it's just, we, there was just a lot of shuffling things around that we could have handled one time instead of like five times. Um, but it just, it didn't work out that way. And like there, yeah. there was a, uh, um, so we had, uh, it was in Indianapolis and we had the circle downtown. We had this whole, this whole big circle downtown and we had that blocked off for production. And when we were wrapping everything up, we had 
other like higher priorities, but then we had to clear off this other half of the circle because there was a marathon that was going to come through in an hour. So we'd like drop everything and move all that stuff over, block a bunch of stuff that we were in the process of moving, and then we had to move it ten times around. And, Oof. and just it, it's and like loading the loading the the semi trailers at the end of the production. You know the the grip department has everything you know, nice and organized and in bins and forklifts. And, and we have one mag liner for the whole production (laughs) department, no case. Like we have some plastic totes and that's it. And like, just, it looked like we got evicted from, from a house and just threw everything into a moving van. Your stuff's on the (laughs) lawn. Get out. (laughs) Tara, how long was that shoot? Uh, four days. Cool. I was on it for four days, but nice. Did you, uh, did you run the course? No. <laughs> no. In, in high school, in Frank high school, <laughs> on the spider wall. Yeah. <laughs> in high school, I probably would have tried it after they got done shooting, but yeah. um, I knew I Would they have allowed it if you wanted to? They they said they've, they've let people before, mm. and they said that um, nobody in the crew made it past the first obstacle. Really? It's, it's bigger and harder than it looks on TV. Mm. Nice. But it's kind of fun to see how that that show was run. Yeah, no, I love so. the show. That'd be great to see, see behind the scenes and kind of how it's run. Yeah, they had two technocranes that they operated during the shoot. Shoot, and they had them on like um, they had one on a like this modified golf cart. Yeah, yeah, like a mobile to, base. To go, yeah, they yeah. go up and down the course with. And, Very cool. Yeah. Do you know what they shot on? They had so many cameras. Price Sony's, they were, were all different types. I don't know because I was working the day shift and they shoot during the night. Yeah, um, so I only got like it only overlapped for about an hour, so I only got to see about an hour of the production. Got it, got it. Each night, and um, you know, I tried to stay away from them while they're shooting, <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're definitely shoulder mount, huh. um, shoulder mounted cameras. Cool, very cool. That's a that's an experience for sure. Do you want to do more of that reality kind of game show TV stuff or? I'd say probably more, more narrative. Yeah. I mean, narrative music videos, um, the reality show stuff. I don't mind on a, on a short term. Yeah. Short term basis. I don't think I'd want to take it. Like they, they wanted me to go out to Vegas, um, to do the, um, the finale show for half a month out there. And I just had, I had, like that, um, that TV pilot, I was working on that and I had a bunch of other stuff in June. So I too much couldn't go out there. And plus in being a PA, they, uh, I had to find my own way out there and whoa, really junk. And, oh, cause it's not union. And, yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's the benefit of, of being in the guild or being in 600 or, you know, there, there's stipulations where you have to cover, tr- cover travel and housing and per diem and I, I, one of the, one of the big pools of me going out there was like, okay, if I can get like 20 days out there with the, with those like four days I just got, I was like, does that count towards my union days for IATSE here? And I, I tried, I tried for about two weeks to get a hold of somebody at IATSE and nobody ever returned a call, returned an email, nothing. So I would say no, because it's not uh, one of their classifications. So if you're working as a grip. Yes. Or hair and makeup or art. Yes. Or construction. But since you're PA, that's a, you know, you're, you're in the guild track, like the producer, the PGA. 
So okay. yeah, production would be under that. So as a PA, then you'd move up to. So how do you join IATSE then? You have to be a grip on a non-union yeah. shoot? Or so what happened to me was I was a grip on a, horror, uh, on a drama up in Canton that flipped. So it was a big enough budget that uh, everybody deemed the production should be paying into health and pension and everything and wellness basically for the crew members. Uh, so it flipped from a non-union show to a union show. So everybody that was on the show non-union was allowed to stay, but they had to join the union. So okay. that, that's the way it happened. Yeah. Which is it's typical, you know, or you get a hundred days of non-union work and then submit, um, you know, call sheets and experience basic work experience to the union and say, Hey, I'm qualified. Can I just submit my own, like, um, like the corporate stuff I do. Uh, I don't know. That's something to ask. Yeah. I would try to try to con- send an email to 209 and ask. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you. Uh, you have to find the magical portal in the, uh, forest of the elders and, um, the monk will tell you which road to take to join the union. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Do not know. Yeah. What's, um, okay. So the film festival, I know you're working on this film festival. Yep. Syndependent. Syndependent film festival. When, where, how are you guys uh, fully queued up? Like, do you have all your submissions and all that stuff? All the submissions are in. All the selections are selected. Yeah. Um, all the nominations are nominated. <clears throat> so you know who won? Um, I don't, but <laughs> I know who's been nominated. Okay. Um, I don't think that inf- August 3rd, as of August 3rd, I don't think that information has been released. But Got it. So we're not going to get any spoilers here. I don't even know if they'd be spoilers. I don't know when this. I don't know when this episode's coming out yet because I still have a few more in the can. So it might come out in October, I think. Uh, probably not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when is it? Uh, it is August Wednesday, August twenty second through Sunday, August twenty sixth. Okay, cool. In Cincinnati. Four days. Five yep. days. Five days. Five days. Yep. There we go. Yep. Um. Where in Cincinnati, so in Cincinnati. at a few different theaters and venues, right? Yeah, it's in the Over the Rhine District. Uh, it's at the Woodward Theater and the Mini Micro Cinema. Mm-hmm. And then there's some events taking place at the um, Motor Lounge. Motor. And they're doing a few um, master classes. One of them's with Kodak about their new Super uh, Super 8 yeah. film. Awesome. Um, cameras. Kodak's flying in just for that and then flying... Just for the three hours, like flying in for three hours and flying back out. Wow. So. Do you have any other partners or people you're working with? Any local businesses, restaurants, bars? Um, yeah, a bunch. Um, Lynn Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, casting. casting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's doing uh, She's doing a presentation there. Um, there's some of the, some of the breweries um, are involved as well. Uh, there's Grand Sound. Really? They're doing. Uh, What's that? <laughs> You're hearing it right now. <laughs> You're hearing the velvety melodies of Gwyn Sound. Where uh, they're going to be sponsoring, from what I understand, they're going to be sponsoring the VIP lounge. Cool. Which I'll be there quite a bit, so <laughs> <laughs> you should come hang out. There's all this stuff going on. I'm going to be in the lounge. 
I might or might not have a secret bourbon with me. Well, secret bourbon? There are no secrets. No. We're all family here. Come on. Okay. Cool. I wonder if it's as good as New Riff. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. All I know is this stuff's really good. It is super good. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the bottle here. Distilled Fall of 2014. So four years old. Yeah, three and a half years old. Uh, aged at least four years is what it says. Um, 65% corn, 30% rye, 5% malted barley. So much higher than the 51% mandate. Yep. Which gives it that sweetness. It's nuts that 2014 was that long ago. Yeah, we're old men now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've aged quite a bit, uh, grizzled, gray, falling apart. We're in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, real quick, speaking about uh, Gwen Sound, yeah. um, that uh, anniversary video I did, they did the sound for that, which is my first time sending my sound out to be uh, worked on. Were you uh, pleased with your experience? I was. It was better than I could do, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> I, think, uh, uh, I think Bart worked on it. Yeah, you did? Uh, cool. It's probably super easy job for you, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how long was the video? Like, what was the, uh, kind of the rundown? So it was, uh, it was, uh, an accounting firm who's been around for 85 years and 85 years. they wanted it to be a video that they can show at their 85th anniversary party, but yeah. also to use mainly for recruiting after the fact. Okay. So, so we interviewed a like a partner, and... uh, like a newer employee and a customer, um, so it was three interviews and some B-roll. Nice. Um, like three, three to four minutes. What did the, um, what did the sound, uh, needs entail? So like cleanup or music or, uh, um, cleanup and leveling. Um, okay. so I'm not, I'm not a super great audio guy. So general cleanup. And then plus I shot the interviews by myself and I used a, a motorized slider for the second camera. And so I just wanted the which get, one was it the the second shooter or the uh, any it, branded? it was a cheapo um oh. it was a great video maker oh cool off amazon definitely uh, not made in china <laughs> definitely not you probably can't get those anymore no. <laughs> great video maker yeah was the t- oh wow that it, horrible name that nuts and they slap really, their logo uh, so large on their cases like <laughs> <laughs> i just want to take black gaff tape and that's uh them selling themselves up there you know we are a great video maker. It's a decent, it's a decent motorized slider for a, for a one man band. Mm. Um, and you know, I don't like, I normally don't like shooting just by myself, but no. I was kind of forced in that situation to do it. So what, um, what cameras were you using? The in-house one, the a6300s. Cool. It was, um, low, it was lower budget, but there was enough money in there. Like I said, to, to send it off. Yeah, um, audio-wise, um, which like, definitely made a difference because I, I also like the, the main thing is I can't I can't ever judge where to level things like the music, music and audio where to yeah. where to find that balance because it always every time I listen to it just sounds different based yeah. on where I'm listening to it. So, but these guys know what's up. They'll, yep, they help out and they go, yeah, it needs to be five decibels lower or whatever. Yep. Again, yeah, not, not my specialty. <laughs> My the next thing I'm looking <laughs> forward to images. is sending out to someone to do color 
because that's also sound and color are yeah. kind of my weak. I've got areas. dudes for you. Yep, Brandon Brandon Kramer and uh, Chris Jekin in town. Or go to Red Echo Post. Bunch of dudes. Yeah. Probably a smaller medium step at first, price wise. That's fine. Yeah. No, there's definitely if they can do that. They add a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll give you names. Okay. I'll help you find someone because that's crucial. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just shot this uh, commercial earlier this week, um, and we created a LUT on set, uh, like kind of a low contrast, really nice LUT, but um, that's traveling along with the footage to the colorist. So as like a starting point to, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I was going for, and then notes on how to sweeten it. So I, that's one of my favorite relationships in my, uh, in my on my side is, is with the colorist because they – do a lot, you know. They can help or hurt. Are you knowledgeable yourself with color? With color, yeah, because yeah. I've I've sat in on enough production or enough uh, finishing sessions now, or you know, I know what can and can't be done, and I know where I want it to go. Okay, um, but Just I think like that's the goal on uh, on the job training for you for color. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the first couple times I didn't know what could be done. With windows and, you know, where you can put limits on the white and black points and tinting and, and split tones and all, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. How much you could isolate things. Like you could take this section of a person's face and, and razor lower it, whatever. Um, now I know that. We've, you know, we've done enough that I go into the session with notes so that we can kind of streamline it. Get those those check you know check the boxes right out the gate and be like okay I took care of everything that I needed to to f- if there's any fixes now everything the rest of the session is working with the colorist collaboratively they'll pitch ideas and say here's how I can help sweeten it or I've got an idea can we try this and looking at kind of variations and options we should have one of them on the show I think that's a great idea mm-hmm. make it happen okay producer. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that's one area we haven't really touched. Yeah. We've, you know, we've had editors, we've had producers, directors, sound, but no colors. Never color. No. We've even touched on animation. Hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll make it happen. Was that spot you were uh, referring to, the one with the anamorphics? Yes. So uh, I just used, I'm glad you brought that up, because I just used a, a brand new set of anamorphics, like New Rift Bourbon. It just came out. <laughs> Two days ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> They've been out for a couple months, um, but in cinema terms, like that's brand new. Uh, but the camera department in town, Ben and Mal, they just got a new set. They're called Atlas Orion Anamorphics. Okay. Um, and they're T2, so which is really fast for an anamorphic lens. Yeah, um, and they, they are sharp and resolve really well. They have a nice classic blue flare. Uh, they were great. Yeah. Atlas lens companies who makes them like a super high end lens, super high end lens look for a budget price. I mean, you can look them up online. They, uh, they go for about eight grand a lens. Uh, so 24,000 for the first set. They have an A set and a B set that's releasing later this year, early 2019. The A set is a 40 mil 65 and a hundred. And the B set is a 32, 50, 80 to mm-hmm. fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. But 40, 6,500 was great for me. Like, you know, you got your wide lens, you got your 
all-purpose 65 mil, you know, portrait and medium lens. And then if you want to do anything funky, I wouldn't say funky, but super tight or reduced depth of field or any of that stuff, you got your hundo. So it was great. Would you be using those again? I will use them a lot. I went in and told Mal yesterday, uh, I was like, dude, those lenses were great. Better than I could have expected. Sharper, like, you know, I, I've used the Kawas on a bunch of stuff and the Cook Anamorphics a couple of times. And these uh, are kind of a nice in-between. They've got the sharpness of the Cooks um, and, you know, the less imperfections than the Kawas, but they've got nice character. I don't even know how to describe it. You, you, you know, if anybody's interested in anamorphics, you just got to find a rental house that has them or go buy a set and shoot with them because it's totally worth it. And the speed. See, T2, which mm-hmm. is crazy. You know, I'm used to Kawas, uh, which are the two, hun- three or The hundreds of T2 as well? Hundreds of T2. Yeah, which is a little extreme. You know, your focus puller is going to be cursing your name. But mm-hmm. uh, for special special shots, and you know, it's great. And it's really nice. I shot them all at a two eight, typically uh, between two eight and four, and I used um, Hollywood Black Magic diffusion filters. So I didn't, you know, just go bare. They're they're very sharp. They're very kind of clean and and nice w- with nothing in them. But I wanted a little highlight blooming and a little added softness. What numbers are you using? Filters. Filters. So typically, my scheme, depending on the on the project, but this is kind of a very generic one. It was a, a quarter for the wides and then half for mediums and one for close-ups. You know? Okay. Yep. So basically it, it came down to like a quarter on the 40, a half on the 65 and a one on the hundred. And it worked out well. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. You have yeah. to see the spot and be like, dude, it looks like dog shit, but <laughs> whatever. <You know. laughs> I doubt that. Yeah. It uh, it was cool, and they're easy to use. All the gear spacings and you know all that stuff's all in the same space place on every lens. So when you do a lens change, you're at a T2 on a hundred. Your AC's cursing your name, but he's swapping lenses, so he's going to be praising the lenses. Yep, it's great. Cursing your name, praising the lenses. Yeah, that's how it goes. You're a DP. Get used to it. These lenses are great. Screw you, boss. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my, I think my gear recommendation for any of our listeners out there is check them out. Uh, you can, I think Atlas Lens Co. on Instagram and online. Uh, they're called the Orions. Look in the lens test. They have a, a few videos up on Vimeo. Um, they're, they're pretty. Cool. Yeah. But you, you got a piece of gear or anything that people should check out? I do have, I do have a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be our segment, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> FTB's neat things. Neat, um, it like is bourbon. Neat. It is. Yeah. Um, so we've had on, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, a stunt, a stunt guy on the show. You yeah. just worked on a stunt show, um, an action movie, and uh, Disney has made a robotic stuntman. I saw this. Yep. And it also goes along with kind of our theme for this year with Taco Tron and all this automation. <laughs> the robots taking over. <laughs> it's uh, they've so they've built this robot that's going to perform in their uh, um, their parks. Um, I guess starting out doing like a bunch of um, aerial acrobatics. acrobatics, and they can. Well, it's stuff that you don't want a human doing. Right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Flying through the air, doing a 
tuck and then yeah and they can do it repeatable um, with precision all day long wow do they ever tell you no (laughs) do they ever tell you my union won't allow this they get a firmware update i'm sure (laughs) they might get bricked at some point (laughs) yeah that's crazy. So, have they have you seen tests or anything or any I, videos? I saw a video um, that had like kind of ran through some of their prototypes to like finished things, and it um, it was pretty impressive. And they're just at the beginning stages of this. I I think it's I think it's going to trickle down into um, actual production as well. Really, you think so? Instead of a dude jumping out of a a building that's blowing up, you'll they'll throw the robot in there. I think so. Throw the stuntatron because what it, like not only can it do you know take after take the same exact way doesn't get tired um, doesn't get tired doesn't <laughs> doesn't you know, likely fuel. if you're running it, it's probably not going to cost as much the liability is going to be way down sure. but the studios will buy one like Panavid or mm-hmm. uh, Pan uh, <laughs> I'm blanking right now but like Lionsgate or whatever any of the big studios disney disney anybody <laughs> will will buy a stuntron yeah stunt attack a whole army of them yeah and um but then uh you can just do it um you can do practical stunts mm-hmm. that um are more realistic than cgi stunts cuz you have all like the real real world physics and weight behind it and yeah and if you're blowing up a building you can actually blow it up and throw this thing out the window versus throw a dude out of a you know off of a green screen and then put the building in later yep i think the setup time is going to be drastically reduced and stuff i think i think there's a a big potential for them like not probably not anytime soon but Hmm. yeah i gotta look at the the 10 15 years down the road i think think? it'll be that's when skynet takes over yep well you heard it here first frank's predictions 10 years skynet starts with the stunt bot <laughs> yeah that's weird man technology's uh increasing at a rapid pace i just saw that uh, i think it was sony released a tv speaking of technology it has a completely different tangent but whatever just a new thing um they released a tv specific to with a netflix mode that displays the content how the filmmakers originally intended Nice. So no like smoothing or, you know, high frame rate or any of that stuff that we all get pissed off about. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I think the first step in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Artistic integrity in reproduction. So the user or, can't override it at all? No, they can't. I think it's just a mode. Okay. Like I have a game mode on my TV. Okay. That's a, a higher, you know, higher refresh rate. When I play video games, like this would be, oh, I'm going to watch Netflix. Boom. Netflix mode. Okay. Looks like a cinema. All right. I'm all right with that then. Yeah. I, I hate being stripped of power as which a consumer. Is, yeah. Which is how it was before. You would buy a TV and it would come with 120 hertz, smooth motion, sports mode turned on immediately. And you had to f- dig through the freaking menus to find out, how do I turn this off? How do I make it look right? Mm-hmm. What's funny is, so I think I told this story. Brandon and I went to uh, uh, Lachey's place. What's it called? Lachey's? Went to Lachey's. <laughs> Nick Lachey's restaurant uh, across the street from his old studio, Leapram Studio. And they just opened. They had a you know, wall of TVs above the bar. And we walked in, sat down, and both of us looked up the screen and went, 
hell no. Are you kidding? And I asked the waitress. Nobody else was in there. I asked the waitress, I said, hey, can, can I have your remotes for all your TVs? She's like, why? I said, well, we're, we're filmmakers. <laughs> we're video producers. And uh, all these TVs are wrong. Can I just adjust your settings? Like, And she goes, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't give so a you, shit. You adjusted all the TVs of the bar that are probably going to be showing sports anyway. Exactly. Yeah, because they have commercials and shows on at some point. So screw it. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned off smooth motion and all that stuff on all the TVs, and it looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. But 10 years from now, people are going to think that looks normal. That is the devolution, devolution of our species, Frank. Mm-hmm. People are going backwards. They're wrong. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, it, it, I don't know. There's new technologies all over the place. You got the cool TVs that show it how it's supposed to be. You got the stump bot. You got brand new lenses. If as long as they don't come out with a TV that gets rid of anamorphic aberrations <laughs> and uh, weirdness and funkiness to make it look more perfect, I'm good. Mm. So what's next for you? What's what's next on Frank's um, Horizon? So August 3rd. So I'm going to go to Vegas and then uh, film festival. Uh, well, Vegas, shoot, then film festival. Is Vegas, Vegas isn't for Ninja Warrior? No. That's no, that was different. in June. Okay. Yeah. What's Vegas for? Just fun? Vacation, finally. Going to go lose some money intentionally? Barely. Going to go get intentionally robbed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Going out with the family or? Uh, just my wife and I. Awesome. Uh, we just haven't, hadn't had a day off in a while. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice. And it's our anniversary too. So uh, uh, how many years? Don't oh no. Spot. Um, <laughs> seven. Oh, seven. Cool. Lucky number. Yeah. Ah, you're right. Maybe I should throw some money down. Put it all on seven. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That'd be great. So take, you know, taking moments. I think that's something that a lot of us forget to do is, is kind of take time for yourself. We get wrapped up in the production and the, you know, need to post it on Instagram and, you know, show everybody that we're always working. And yeah, if you sleep, you're weak. That It's bullshit. Take when, some time off. Enjoy. What month did you get married? I got married in June. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, doing it again, I might have pushed for like a a really off month, like December or something. Yeah, some little colder. Yeah, just <laughs> August is just, there's always all kinds of stuff going on in August that I can never do because. Because you're off on mm-hmm. anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, we, we usually do a nice dinner, but we don't, you know, we don't put too much into it. Yeah. We, uh, every year we'll, we'll get a bottle of wine a nice bottle of wine and put it in this box we got at our wedding, this wine ceremony we had and let that age for a year and then drink it on our next anniversary. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot of things in my life that are alcohol related. <laughs> I'm just now noticing. So, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, oh, good. I had a very special announcement to make. I bought a quarter cow, a quarter cow. <laughs> I bought a quarter you beef. You bought a cow for a quarter? No. I bought one quarter of one cow. Which part of the cow? Um, half of a side. So they take a side of beef and split it into two orders. So it came out to 167 pounds of slaughtered animal. 
um, that I now have in a freezer in my basement. Did you get a deep freezer just for that? I did. <laughs> I did. But the great part was at Lowe's, it was only like, I don't know, 130 bucks, I think. You bought a new one? No, nine, hope, 90 bucks. I was hoping it'd be in an old, like, gringy looking deep freezer with some flickering lights. Yeah, I just take a bag of ice down every morning and yeah. throw it on top <laughs> of the pile of meat and hope that it stays fresh. No, I bought a deep freezer. It was like 90 bucks at Lowe's, but it holds 250 pounds. And so at my fingertips, whenever I want, I can go down and pick a cut and thaw it and have that the next day. Nice. It is fantastic. Like this morning, <laughs> my breakfast con- consisted of uh, some beef liver and a cup of yerba mate, and it was great. First part sounds okay. Beef liver? Maybe. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had uh, liver in France. Yeah. Like duck liver. Duck though. liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is beef liver. Is it is it much different? I don't know. Probably. They eat different things, right? Yeah. 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 It's bigger. It is bigger. Yeah. But no, liver's great. It's like full of B12 and iron and uh, choline and all sorts of good stuff. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's completely unrelated to filmmaking, but it's, it's, it's important and exciting to me. <laughs> And I turned on uh, my uh, the DP for the next movie. And it will bought the DP of Boss Level and of Point Blank, Juan Me Asperaz. Um, he was like, "Whoa, you got a quarter cow?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Where?" And I gave him the link, and two days later, he texted me. and goes, "I just bought a quarter cow." <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Health wise, <laughs> I guess that's a funny question to pose to our listeners. What's the weirdest thing that you've ever bought that you're really excited about, filmmaking or not related? But health wise, yes. Um, health wise, I got um, I got sick um, in April on April first. Actually, um, I got sick and it knocked me out for two weeks, which is terrible news. Really um, weird for me because I don't get sick very often, and especially when I do, it's like yeah. two days and I'm back. Do you um, know what it was? It was uh, sinusitis and pink eye. And sinusitis, I guess, is more serious than it sounds. Yeah. Like I was literally out for two weeks yeah because of it and during that time i couldn't drink pop and i'm a big pop or soda yeah um drinker uh been drinking it since age five connoisseur and uh yeah so i had to uh give it up and i've always been trying to like cut back um because i've always thought i drank too much pop and so what was the reasoning with cutting out pop in relation to sinusitis that's what the um just anytime I get sick, I just don't drink pop. But it's, like I said, it's usually a day or two. Yeah. Um, and then I'm ready to like hit the can again. <laughs> the can again. <laughs> to get lost in the bottom of a can. And uh, um, so I, I just wasn't in the mood to drink or eat anything really when I was sick. And yeah. so I came out of it two, like two weeks not drinking pop. And I was like, this is the longest I've ever gone in my life. Do you stay? Like, not drinking pop. So I was like, I'm going to see how long I can go. And I still haven't drank a drop of pop wow. since then. It's been two day, two weeks and two days now. <laughs> That's cool, man. Congrats. Yeah, it's, you should keep doing it because it, it's it's going to help you. Yeah, it's yeah. I. Um, Were you a diet guy or a, a no sugar just, guy? Full sugar. Yeah. 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 Cut that shit out. Yeah. Replace it with uh, bourbon sugars, and you're yep. you're fine. <laughs> this stuff kills any sickness. That's good, man. No, that's good to hear. I'm a, uh, for anybody that knows me in, in person, I'm a big, uh, health nut, emphasis on nut to where I'll try random things and, uh, you know, see if they work and how I feel. 
for the whole month of July, I tried to be a little more um, gluten aware. I, I love bread too much to cut it out completely mm, yeah. at this point, but uh, I definitely cut back on the amount of bread. That's that's good. That's really good for you. Yeah, I'm on the uh, back on the. I wouldn't say keto, but like really low carb kick. So you know, my my breakfast is like Greek yogurt and blueberries, and cow and cow liver. Um, lunch is a steak, and then dinner is like a steak. You know, uh, maybe some rice, spinach, and another steak. Yeah, it's a lot of carnivore type stuff. There's people that just do carnivore. They just eat meat. And I could almost like they, do that. They get everything they need. Yeah. There's science behind it where, you know, vitamins, oh, if you don't eat an orange, you're going to get scurvy. But if you eat enough red meat and you don't take in carbs, your body needs less vitamin C. So the more carbs you have, the more vitamin C you need to function properly because there's like a correlation there. Hmm. But if you don't take in carbohydrates, you need way less vitamin C and red meat actually has enough for you. I'm not a scientist. This is not a medical uh, show. Do not take my advice. Uh, disclaimer, done. Okay. Cool. Anyway. So um, you have a movie that's going to take you away for a month, month and a half? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks of production starting Monday. So we wrap on September 15th. I think it's our last day. Um, it's going to be balls to the wall up until that point. I mean, we're going to be action, action, action. It's going to be cool. Cool. So yeah. we'll be uh, taking another another break, but hopefully you guys Hiatus. listening won't notice yeah. this time as much. Hopefully we have enough stocked up. Yeah. Cool, dude. Cool. So. Oh, by the way. Yep. We got some guests lined up. Do we? I'm gonna I'm gonna link up with you, Frank, and let you know who it is. But so I've heard stuff like this before. Oh no, these are for sure. Okay. Yeah, and they're probably going to happen before this movie ends just because of the nature of the guests. I'll let you make your own connections and conclusions. Okay. Cool. Okay. So get ready. Maybe this should air soon enough, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. I can I can rearrange. <laughs> you can dig it? Yep. All right. Do we need to do like a weekend recording or something to get them in? Uh, potentially because of our production schedule. So okay. we'll, we'll see if we can make that work or if there's a day that we do nights and we can come in before we start shooting. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't know if we can drink bourbon before we go shoot a movie, especially one involving car chases. We've, we've had so many episodes where we haven't drank bourbon. I think it'll, I think it'll fly. I want to change that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Right. Good stuff coming up. Uh, we are now back in the saddle. I'm back from Atlanta. Frank's back from his adventures. We're going to make it a little more consistent. And yep. uh, Yeah. We're going to get you guys a new website too. We are. You, you need, you need a, a better visual, better, better link to yep. the FDB. It's been long enough out with that one. Absolutely. All right, dudes. Cool. Well, connect with us on Instagram at FDB podcast, uh, the website, FDBpodcast.com. Gwyn sound, check them out for all your needs. Frank uses them. I use them. They're great. Yep. Yeah, and leave us a leave us a review. We haven't we haven't had many lately. No so. rating and review, five stars. You know it's worth it. Yep, you know it's worth it. Also, check out New Rift Distilling. They're over the river in Covington, Kentucky, and uh, we should get someone from them on. Yeah, I will do it. I did. Cool. It's good to see you. Cheers. 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 This podcast is produced by Frank Steele and recorded live at Gwyn Sound Studio. 
Find out more at GwynSound.com.